hey, hey, hey there, everybody. It's the Film Pigs Podcast. We're the only podcast that is... Okay, there are a lot of podcasts. Um, we're not the only podcast. We're not the only podcast that's been happening in quarantine. In fact, there's a lot more podcasts that have come up since quarantine and the pandemic. But, but, this is the first Film Pigs Podcast in over a year where all three Film Pigs not only are doing the podcast together... But we are actually in each other's presence, fully vaccinated. Wait, is everybody fully vaccinated? I'm fully vaccinated, and I could. I'm t- I touched you, and I touched you. I touched both Steves. I could feel you. That's weird. <laughs> uh, so yeah, this is see nature's healing. Uh, we're back to normal, everybody. I'm your host, Steve Skelton. I'm here with fellow film pigs in person. Todd Robert Anderson. Hi, everybody. And in person, Stephen Folk. I'm in person. <laughs> How's everybody doing now that the pandemic's over and everything's fine again? <laughs> we did it. We did it. <laughs> we, got, we did it. We fixed it. No more problems. We won. No, no more trouble. Yeah. Yeah. We're good. Yeah, everything's great. Everything's worked out. World peace. Yeah. We're back. We, went, we both went back to the movies this week. Yeah. Ooh, I went to a bar. Oh, you went to the chimney sweep. I did go to the chimney sweep. I went to the chimney sweep, too. Millie was there. She was? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) Well, I didn't go to the sweep, but, you know, I went to a restaurant. Nice. Ah, wow. What kind? Mm, It's like a food restaurant. Yeah. It's like a food restaurant. It's like a good food restaurant. Like when Did you, they have food? Yeah, they got food. Uh, Only the finest of foods. <laughs> it's lovely because you can order a martini and someone brings it to you. I know. Yeah. I know. I like that. That's nice. I know. That's nice. It is cool. Well, you know, we're we're back and we're doing a podcast about the movies, so what do you say we jump into it and uh, see what's been happening in uh, the world of movies with a little movie news. That's right, that means it's time for movie news. Only the latest, greatest, and most interesting and well-sourced movie news uh, that we could find, I don't know, probably half-heartedly looking through the internet this afternoon or uh, last night. No, I spent, because I knew this was going to be in person, Yeah, I've been working for the last several weeks to dig up real And I I was wholehearted in my last minute lookings. Really? Oh, well, let's let's, uh, start with the hard work and then we'll follow up with the whole heart. (laughs) Todd, what you got? I have some uh, exciting uh, news in the in the worlds of uh, of casting oh. of movies. Well, I actually learned about these movies, and it, it excited me to learn about them. Period. Uh, but uh, do you guys like uh, Christoph Waltz? That guy? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And you do you like Willem Dafoe? Oh yeah. Oh yes. And do you like Walter Hill? Oh, yeah. I'm liking the sound of this. Do you like westerns? Oh, sure, why not? Walter Hill's latest movie, which is called Dead for a Dollar, co-stars those two fools. I'm on board with Yeah, I was very excited. I enjoy excited. those fools. Uh-huh. Uh, I, just the fact that Walter Hill is back is exciting to me. I, I, I was hoping he wouldn't go out on the assignment, as amusing as that <laughs> was unintentionally. Uh but then even more excited, like, I, so I read that, I was so excited, and then I read this right after, and I was even more excited that they're remaking the movie Toxic Avenger. Oh, yeah. The, the trauma movie from yeah. the 80s. Uh, and uh, Peter Dinklage is cast as Toxie. Uh, and then also uh, Kevin Bacon and Elijah Wood. 
will be in this movie. I find that very interesting because, you know, Toxic Avenger is, you know, really low budget. Yeah. And you definitely hope that they go super weird with it and don't try and, like, let's let's clean it up and make it real nice no, and Hollywood slick. and it should be, Let's make it a real franchise. Yeah, it should be... Well, it'll be interesting to see because how do you make a trauma movie now? Because yeah. the whole point of trauma movies are that they're anti-woke. They're politically incorrect. They make racist jokes, homophobic jokes. I mean, it's and then that's the whole point of a trauma movie, yeah. to be disgusting and offensive. So with all this pedigree involved in this talk, it's just, I'm like, what are they going to do with it? Is it going to be uh, that offensive, or is it just going to be, you know, a nostalgic shout out to camp movies? I can answer that. Yeah, it will not be as offensive. <laughs> yeah, there's not a chance. <laughs> it'll it'll be as gross, but it won't be. Yeah, they may yeah. they may lean on the gross out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that's a, any. Is that it? Any that's it. I was just excited. Those All two right. projects uh, excited me. Whole heart, Stephen Falk. What's your news? Well, it, I, I don't know what to think about this movie, but um, M. Night Shyamalan's old. I saw the trailer the other day. Wait, the movie's called Old? It's called Old. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't so sure if you were just making a statement. Or... Best, best I can tell, it's about a beach where when you go, you get old. Old like You age real quick. Like in a day. Where are you going this weekend? Old beach? Old beach. And uh, they say it promises violent, disturbi- disturbing scares and partial nudity. Only partial? Yeah. So it's an R-rated for, for M. Night? Is I, that the deal? May, I, guess, I guess so. Like, But it, it baffles me. This movie just baffles me. I don't really have any, 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 anything to say about this, except that it, from the title to the cast to the actual movie, I'm very, very... I'm not concerned. <laughs> I don't have concerns. I don't have to go see it. Right. Yeah. But I'm very. I'm. I might. It might be one of the first movies I've been confused into going to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Just because you want to figure it out. Just because I'm baffled. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Well, you know, M Night's track record with R-rated movies is clear. Uh, if this is uh, half as good as The Happening, oh my, I'll be excited. Oh Was that R? Yeah. This the, one of the only the happening. The happening made me feel old. Was the was the haps the one with the uh, the plants? Yeah, the yeah, plants. The and a- angry, angry angry trees. Plants, yeah. And Marky Mark was a science teacher. Yeah. He understood science. Hey, that, yeah. 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 I've got uh, my movie news. Um, it's more uh, local. Uh, it affects you know Los Angeles folks, Valley folks, uh, mm-hmm. in particular. But uh, I, I read that uh, Regal Cinemas has signed the lease for the Arclight Sherman Oaks space. Oh, yeah. And uh, they're reportedly going to spend $10 bucks to renovate it. Uh, and they're going to be including um, uh, uh, some of these like fancy new weird screens, like the 4DX and PLF screens, and this, the, the three-screen Screen X wraparound thing. Mm. They're going to put one of those in there. All right. Uh, so, how, uh, how long before they reopen that? Oh, but they're putting ten million bucks in it. It's probably gonna be a couple of years. Are they, are they keeping the bar uh, that overlooks one hundred and one? Yeah, they say yeah, uh, so you can get drunk watching idiots in traffic. Yeah, yeah that's the that's best, the best part. bar. In it. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Yeah. You yeah. can just sit there getting sloshed, going, "That ain't me." <laughs> <laughs> and 
and now that things are reopening, traffic's going to get mm-hmm. back, mm-hmm. and it's going to be like it used to be. Have a nice drive to Newhall. I'm getting drunk and going to see the new M Night film. Well, by then it'll be like old too. Older. Old two. Old two. Split. That's what it'll be called. Yeah. Old two colon split. Well, all right. That's the movie news, guys. Let's uh, let's move it along, shall we? Burn, Hollywood, burn. I smell a riot going on. First the guilty, now they're gone. Yeah, I'll check out a movie, but it'll take a black one to move me. All right, that music means it's time for our theme discussion. Uh, and with movies coming back, and with big, huge uh, movie franchises coming back, I thought it was an appropriate time to uh, take a look at the, the whole Fast and Furious franchise, because we've... we've talked about the indiv- some of the individual films over over the years uh, of our podcast, but we've never really taken an in-depth uh, and slightly researched look into the entire franchise. Uh, so I thought we'd talk about Certainly that. interesting. Because especially since Fast 9 has just opened worldwide, and Before it's about you... to open domestic. Magnets! Before you start, let's see if Stee can list all the Fast and the Furious movies. Oh, okay. Because I do have a title. No, because I do have a list. Because I do. Because one thing before we wanted to before we jump into discussion, I was going to run through each of the movies really quick because I grabbed some little Wikipedia blurbs to kind of oh, jog yeah, memory. Yeah. I could do the first three, but that's all I got. <laughs> right. Okay. So let me just go through what is now known as the Fast Saga. It's a uh, saga. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, all is encompasses. Sure. I'll the, bet I could do the the Fast and Furious cinematic universe. Eight. What's the new one called? Fat the Nine. Fat nine right? It's just called Fast uh, Nine or Furious. Fast yeah, nine. no, it's like a, it's a keyboard function key. <laughs> but because uh, I think they use computers now, the hack. Like half of them are just called <laughs> Fast and Furious. There's some some comp. Well, clearly, like the original was like never thought in a million years it was going to explode and be this huge. Otherwise, they probably would have put a little easier title to. Uh, yeah. <laughs> to it was just gonna be like torque. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There, there, so there's a sad lost franchise. <laughs> the the torque. <laughs> we, we never got the torque megaverse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, yeah, and it, it eventually like includes torque and uh, ballistic X versus sever uh, and crosses over. And what was the fucking one with Lawrence Fishburne? Biker boys. Oh, biker boys. boys. <laughs> two tor- two torquies. <laughs> <Dude. laughs> <laughs> Torquio <Okay>. drift. <laughs> All right, so uh, I'm going to do a speed rundown of the franchise up to this point. Right. Fast and the, the Fast and the Furious 2001. It's the first installment in the series. Follows Paul Walker and, uh, and Vin Diesel. Paul Walker is Brian O'Connor, an undercover cop who is tasked with discovering the identities of a group of unknown automobile hijackers led by Tom, Dominic Toretto, Vin Diesel. This first one really was just kind of almost a by-the-numbers kind of cop thriller, low-budge yeah, it's with, not even really. Cars. I mean, it's got race car sequences, yeah. but it's super heavy on the thriller. Yeah, but it, element, but it, but you know, Vin Diesel, you know, was they were like you know, they weren't superheroes. They were you know just basic criminals. Yeah. No, they like cars. to barbecue and drink uh, yeah. and drink Coronas Corona. with yeah. their family. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, family's very important. Family. That's the one they, through line. They drag the race. And, and but whenever they drag race, there's really skinny girls yeah. in skimpy clothes. Right. That hang yeah. Out. 
No, it's very That's important. important. Okay, so 2003 is Too Fast, Too Furious. Yeah. Uh, and this is, Vin Diesel was like, at the time, was like, nah, my star is rising too big to do a sequel to this little low-budge thing I did. He was going to do Triple X? <clears throat> I think he was, I think he might have been Triple X at But then didn't he also <laughs> say, I'm not going to do the sequel to Triple X? After the f- yeah. first one, yeah. Um, so Too Fast, Too Furious, 2003, Brian O'Connor, Paul Walker again, and Roman Pierce, Tyrese Gibson team up to go undercover for the U.S. Customs Service to bring down drug lord Carter Verone, Cole Hauser. Cole uh, Hauser. In exchange for the erasure of their criminal records. Because um, nice. what because Paul Walker, they did kind of a point break thing at the end of the first one, right? Mm-hmm. With, uh, with Fast and the Furious. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so that was, again... Still pretty by the numbers kind of thriller, but way uh, but too fast mm-hmm. compared to the original is way shinier. Yeah, well, and, no, and it was like, that, that early two thousand yeah. sheen of everything. And they upped the budget, and yeah, and yeah, it was they got enough of a budget from the success of the first one, and that was the let's, first one with Ludacris. Yeah, right? I think so. Yeah, let's make let's make it a little bit bigger, um, and but then. And I don't know exactly why. I mean, it must have been because Paul Walker wasn't available. Uh, is 2006 is the Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift, mm-hmm. and this is completely different characters, except for like Ludacris. I think is in Tokyo Drift, right? Yeah. Um, so there's that kind of crossover. But it's high school. This is what Wikipedia says. High school car enthusiast. Uh, Sean Boswell, Lucas Black, is sent to live in Tokyo with his father and find solace in the city's drifting community. Uh, although this is the... <laughs> I know it's a hilarious uh, recap. But although, drifting And it community. says, although this is the third film released in the franchise, it has been retroactively placed as the sixth, with the subsequent three installments being set between Too Fast, Too Furious and Tokyo Drift. So this is, once we get into the fourth movie, 2009's Fast and Furious, um, this is where they start to really turn the franchise on its head and start making what I think are hilariously awesome choices and decisions, like making the timeline so fucking convoluted that everything is taking place before Tokyo Drift. Well, and it's super interesting because the whole franchise winds up so much of its mythology actually goes back to Tokyo Drift before the original Fast and the Furious. And Tokyo Drift is, I feel like, is widely considered to be the worst of the bunch. Yeah, and, and it's kind of the the linchpin. It's the, it's the Infinity it's... Stone of the timeline of Fast and Furious franchise. The, you can't the, get rid of it. What's the fourth one called? Everything. The fourth one is just Fast, Fast and Furious. This is. I feel like they're like Weezer. They just name every other album <laughs> Weezer. They just give up and go. Okay, when you when when you were a kid, do you do, did you imagine that you would grow up to see all these movies that you saw as a kid turn into these giant franchises and in those franchises like there's three movies called Halloween. Yeah. All from the same franchise. Yeah. So would you yeah. would you have even imagined no. that? No. no. Uh. Okay, so Fast and Furious, the fourth movie, is uh, uh, FBI agent Brian O'Connor and Dominic Toretto are forced to work together to avenge the murder of Toretto's lover, Letty Ortiz, Michelle Rodriguez. So that's where they killed Michelle Rodriguez. Oh, uh, important fact, though, about Tokyo Drift is Vin Diesel is in that. Oh, he does make a cameo in in Tokyo Drift. But they they don't kill her. I mean, I guess they kill her. Well, they do, but this is also part of, as, as we get into this... What I think, or what I love about this franchise, are some of the ludicrous decisions—no pun intended—ludicrous decisions they make in storytelling to just like, oh, we killed that character, but we we like we like him. Hey, yeah. let's just bring him back. Yeah. Well, they, but they they were exploded in a car. 
eh, we'll figure it out. Yeah. And then they just start bringing the, the dead people back. The And that trope of the returning from the dead works so well in this franchise where it normally can't work. It just doesn't work ever. Yeah. Now, did I see photos in a promo thing for the new one where the guy who was killed at in Tokyo Drift huh. is, yeah. is in this new one? Yes. Yes. Is that the brother? No, 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 no. Han is from Tokyo Drift. He's, he's oh, from, oh, yeah. oh, Han. Okay, uh, gotcha. So, uh, so yeah, yeah. Um, That's so confusing. Okay, so and and so Fast and Furious. The fourth. This film is set five years after the events of the Fast and the Furious and before Tokyo Drift. Sure. So like, why not? Yeah. <laughs> like sure, sure. Because they don't even. They don't even have to make it make sense, but somehow they're still trying to, and that's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, so 2011's Fast Five. That's uh, the one with the safe. Yes. Dominic Toretto, Brian O'Connor, and Mia Toretto, Jordana Brewster, plan a heist to steal $100 million from corrupt businessman Herman Reyes. Uh, while being pursued for arrest by U.S. Diplomatic Security Service agent Luke Hobbs, Dwayne Johnson. This is where The Rock wow. enters the franchise. And and this is the one where like like Fast and Furious is is pretty over the top, and mm-hmm. then it's where they kind of in, start introducing the element of like anything goes. Sure. We're just gonna we're just they're, gonna they're make just, crazy stuff yeah. up. But they really cement it in Fast Five with that dragging the safe set piece. Fast 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 and Furious, the fourth one. That's the one that has the like uh, tunnel. Chases, I think so because yeah. it like has to do with smuggling or something, yeah. so they're chasing and smuggling tunnels, yeah. Okay, so now we get to Fast and Furious 6. So they're like, eh, let's just call sure. it Fast and Furious 6. Uh, 2013, <laughs> that was that was the whole meeting. Uh, <laughs> Dominic Toretto, Brian O'Connor, and their team are offered amnesty for their crimes by Luke Hobbs, uh, uh, The Rock, The Rock, in exchange for helping him take down a skilled mercenary organization led by Owen Shaw, Luke Evans. Uh, one member of which is Toretto's former lover, Letty Ortiz. Michelle Rodriguez is Whoa! back. She's alive somehow. Wow, and bad. Yeah. Uh, okay. it's, it is the last film set before Tokyo Drift in the timeline. Okay, sure. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sure. Four, five, and six are before no, no, Just let, let, yeah. let it wash over you. Yeah. No, that's... It, it's hilarious. So it's three I wanna, prequels. I want to see... I want to see, like, the... the we got to watch them in order. <laughs> The, the, the machete time, order of uh, Fast and yeah, Furious. Yeah. That's a good idea. In the Star Wars order. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, I want to see their, their, like, their writer's room whiteboard of the timeline. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, okay, so Furious 7. Now they just like, furious. I don't know, let's just Furious. Uh, uh, oh, I forgot to type fast. Eh. Yeah. Uh, uh, 2015. Uh, Deckard Shaw, Jason Statham. Uh, a rogue special forces assassin seeking to avenge his comatose younger brother Owen, who was the bad guy from the previous. Oh, and movie he was teased they, out yeah, in the previous. Exactly, movie exactly. Um, uh, puts Dominic Toretto and the team in danger once again. It's the last. This is the last appearance of Paul Walker before he died. So this is the last. That's that last Paul Walker uh, uh, film where then they did all the the ending. Yeah. Oh, his brothers and, and uh, CG right, his brother uh, and stuff to get his character to send off. And has that um, end that makes you cry. Yeah, which actually was like made me cry. Yeah, yeah. Because um, it was it was really well done. Yeah. Like it was uh, uh the yeah you know, I, I was reading in like the Wikipedia stuff. Apparently they like, went to Weta and the, the used the Weta shop to do just a shit ton of wait, there's way more CGI of Paul Walker in that movie than we think there is. Mm, uh, that's cool. Uh, 
um, just to, to, to finish it. So, um, so then we, 2017, The Fate of the Furious. Mm. Cyber terrorist Cypher, Charlize Theron, is now uh, brought in. And at this point, also, uh, uh, Helen Mirren yeah. enters right. the franchise, right. which is like only makes it better because it's clear she's having the time of her life just chewing the scenery in this big giant popcorn dumb movie. Yeah, yeah. And she has the timing the time of her like that and like red. She's yeah. great in red. Yeah. Also, she's she's like I've sure. always wanted to do like action movies and no one would ever let me and now I guess I got enough juice to make it happen. <laughs> and, and, yeah. and my agent probably said, please don't do this. <laughs> and I went, ah. Bugger off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, so uh, Fate of the Furious, Charlize Theron coerces, do- coerces Dominic Toretto into working for her and turns him against his team, forcing them to take down Cypher and reunite with him. So that's the one where uh, they're like, oh, Vin Diesel's a bad guy, what? Right, right, and, right. and they, and is that the one, that's the one with the, the, the submarine. Yes. Uh, and the ice? Yeah, the ice, yeah, yeah. the ice chase. That was the, the ice set piece. The last one. Yeah. The last one. Yeah. So now we got uh, 2021 F9. Dominic Toretto and his family must face Dominic's estranged younger brother, Jacob John Cena, a deadly assassin who is working with their old enemy, Cypher, and who holds a personal vendetta against Dominic. So that's Has John Cena of, been in it? No, do this you, is his... This do you is, count this... You don't count the spinoff? No, no, there are spinoffs. There's the, the Hobbs and Shaw spinoff, which, you know, it's okay, but it's... it's they actually do have that fun set piece with all the linked cars, yeah, which yeah. is a cool, really cool set which piece. Which is like but, the only fast. But there isn't much car um, stuff outside of that, so it doesn't quite. It's work. mostly fighting. Yeah. So, um, and then there's and there's apparently a sequel to that in the works. And there might there be some other spinoffs. Um, but that's that's the the Fast and Furious franchise on its whole. So, holy holy smokes, that's a lot. Um, the uh, only couple of questions I really have are. What what's your favorite thing about the the franchise, and why do you think it's like so successful? Because it is a multi billion dollar franchise. It's as big as uh, you know a Marvel uh, uh, franchise, a big superhero franchise, or a Star Wars internationally. So uh, you know the floor is open because I'm tired of talking. I, I I think what I love about it is how bananas it it gets as it goes along. Yeah. Given where it started as this, you know, kind of just B-movie that was a lark, it seemed, you know, uh, and then it's become this giant gazillion dollar thing. And just, I don't know, the journey of going from, so the first movie is really just about drag racing and skinny uh, young women in skimpy clothes. That That's yeah. really what it was. Yeah. And and then the set and then it's they, kind of like it's a proto they, Michael Bayish kind of and the uh, further it goes along the, there's less and less of that and yeah. they'll they'll give you like in the like mid sequels they'll give you like one scene they'll, they'll jam in some drag racing with, scene like, where they, with that with that with yeah. that but it's yeah. not the whole movie. Well, wasn't there that opening one in like Havana or someone last last oh uh, yeah last one which was really cool or Mexico City I can't remember where it was. I can't remember either. No, really cool opening sequence. Yeah, well, there's the what the fifth one was Rio with the safe dragging, and then yeah. no, and then was, after that yeah. it was it was. I I feel like some of the magic is in the multiculturalism. Yes. Oh, for sure. Um, I think that 
is unique in in, yeah. in big franchises like this. You just don't see that. And, and it's probably a big reason why it's successful. I think so. I mean, a lot of I think a lot of the characters are really really fall flat. Like Tyrese and Ludacris are just not amusing. You know, their shtick is worn so old by now. It's just it's not good at all. Um, but but there's something familiar and. You know, it's like any of those... You, like, at this point, you would miss it. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's like Star Trek. It's like, yeah. you know, you need that... It's the crew. I mean, I, and I think... I, no, that's actually a really good example because it is the, it's the balancing of the different characters right. that uh, that be, it be, they, they've kind of created their own archetype yeah. for this... Or even, like, the Mission Impossible movies, yeah. Which, yeah. It, which seems sort of linked in a way, a very, you know, very different, but, but it has a, a, a similar kind of trajectory a little bit. Um... But I think that also the they really honed in on something that's very fucking basic, but the family aspect of it, uh-huh. that they keep hitting that theme, you know, we're family, family, and it's all family barbecues and sisters coming back and, you know, and from the dead, from the dead. <laughs> and, and but someone's old brother is now, you know, but but they always re- go back to that heart. Yeah. And that's something that. I think grounds it in a way again superficial sure. and dumb as it is, um, but it but it makes some kind of sense I think. Yeah, for sure, uh, and uh, you know maybe that through line of the franchise is part of the reason that the stuff with Paul Walker and his final appearance was so yeah effective. was was so legitimately affecting. But yeah. but also big like big, and also he is actually dead. That might have had something. Big, do. big budget. I mean, so many, so many, so many action movies now seem to be just big shootouts or hand-to-hand combat, mm-hmm. and so there's something in their intricate and 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 bizarrely com- complicated driving yeah. sequences and stunts. Yeah. That puts it in a category of action film that you don't get a lot these days. And it is kind of it. it it's a unique setup to to their cinematic universe because it's all this car based stuff that unlike a mission impossible which is you know also kind of intricate you know set pc stuff but you know it might have vehicles it might not right it's like it's always centered around cars and really awesome cool cars doing insanely dumb yeah and and cool cars taps into something that's very very childlike yeah. i mean that's and very american and very american but yeah that, but but not but, but international, international yeah, yeah, as well sure. it's not just because you know but, tokyo drift i mean there's that there is that whole car culture in japan sure. that is that's it, got its own unique flavor well this car culture is everywhere yeah, yeah certainly yeah but but there and and i would argue that there is something kind of charming about how they went from backyard barbecues and boosting cars in Echo Park to being mm-hmm. <laughs> just the most ludicrous international spy ring. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it just makes it's no so sense. Absurd. It's so absurd but, that I love it. And, and, yeah. the, and the fact, and you have this mumbling kind of half actor grounding this whole thing yeah. in Vin Diesel. It just kind of he just kind of works. Well, and also, I mean, something that they that the franchise does that uh, other you know uh, pop culture oriented franchise because these are essentially like billion dollar B movies in the same way that like the Marvel comic book movies are. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I think sometimes like what the fast franchise generally doesn't do is wink at itself too much. It it still. It's still every, all the characters still kind of are taking themselves very seriously inside these absurd situations. 
Yeah, um, that's a really good point. And, and thank and, God. And yeah, and you know the Marvel movies can get a little too uh, uh, quippy. Yeah, winky. Yeah, and, and clever. Yeah, a little too clever yeah. for their. They like the meta. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and uh, you're you're right. The the Fast Furious they are, they are just kind of straight ahead, unapologetic. Even yeah. though they're casting, you know, there's a lot of quote unquote jokes and a lot of sort of. Um, you know, chopping it up with each other and, and making fun of each other. It, it does... But there's something tonally about the movies. Yes. There's something tonally about the movies that um, that has kept the characters kind of rooted in t- themselves still taking themselves completely seriously within the world they're in, which yeah. is a little, a little different from some of the other big franchises. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have seen the... Trailer for the new G.I. Joe movie? Snake Eyes. Snake Eyes. But the trailer that I saw... I love how they, they keep trying to do origins of G.I. Joe and, and the movies are like... I, nobody like nobody gives a shit. Nobody wants the origin. <laughs> no one was clamoring to see how yeah. that, that, got, that bullshit got started. <laughs> but that trailer that I saw the other day, it like looked... It, it was doing everything it could to look like a Fast and the Furious. Yes. And definitely emulating the style. And I'm trying to think, like, I haven't seen... I mean, there was Torque early on. Yeah. Torque and Biker Boys, like those... Fast Done in series. 60 seconds. Yeah, no, but yeah, it was... Well, that was, that was a remake of... A, that was yeah. All, yeah, but that was kind of all in the same, same I said, period. Like, at the, after the and first Fast and Furious kind of rose out of it, and none of the other but ones... But I haven't seen very many other, like, franchises or standalone hopeful trying franchises. To emulate, yeah, trying to emulate, emulate it, but that... That G.I. Joe, when it started, I remember my wife was like, all right. And then, like, she realized it, it wasn't, wasn't Fast and the Furious. And she's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So, yeah. So, that's, okay. So, uh. Fast 9. What's your, what's your, what's your favorite? What's your favorite moment or bit or part of the franchise to date? For me, for me, it was... That uh, the the safe dragon set piece in what that's yeah, the fifth that's, one yeah um, that was the point where I was like <laughs> now they figured it out they know what they are now and it's insane yeah and it was just pure fun uh, yeah from that moment it, it on. gets more ridiculous as it goes on um, my favorite moment from all of them I mean I still in the very first one that that moment the 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 car chase at the end where oh, yeah. where the uh, I don't know what the hell the car is called the Toretto's car flips yeah and that was in the trailer like that image is still in my head so I I would say honestly it's it's that that moment from the first minute no it's a good chase too it's yeah. like you know that's part of what makes the franchise and you're right it's really a very well point point breaking moment yeah. too that chase yeah i think the the safe was my favorite but I'm, i i i have a sneaking suspicion the magnet uh chase yeah that looks so is, is going to be my uh my favorite in this coming <laughs> i know that looks so Donald up the magnets and the cars just yeah. fly yeah. away. Yeah, and also the 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 giant like triple armored car do, oh, flipping doing that upward yeah. higher than the building yeah. next to it. I think this this may be my. Oh, favorite. that's another. One. I I really like 
Which one is it where they jump from one skyscraper oh, the, one to the other skyscraper? Oh, Dubai. Yeah, Dubai. yeah that, that's, that's pretty fucking, good. That was pretty fucking <laughs> that's hilarious. So good. Yeah, that's pretty good. So good. Yeah. So fast franchise, you guys. You got it. It's just like it's it's just like the pop. It's a they're perfect popcorn movies. Yeah. Right. I mean, they perfect. just nail like you just want to go to the to the movies, get a big thing of popcorn, and get on a roller coaster, and that's. Yeah. That's what they've been doing for 20 years. Yeah. God bless them. Yeah. That's just... I can't believe they're stopping after 10. Well, no, they're, they're doing... There'll be 11 total. Oh. I thought it was going to be 10. Why, why? They announced this? Yeah. Yeah. They basically... Diesel's basically announced that, yeah, they're going to do two more after this one. Oh. Okay, and good. So, well, with Diesel. But, like... No, no. Well, the franchise itself... No, they're going to... Yeah, but they'll keep doing spinoffs and stuff, but I think, you know, they're... The original the, flagship. The original will, flagship is... It's... Uh, you know, there'll be a Fast and Furious SVU How or something. How old is Vin Diesel now? Like seventy eight? Yeah, he's at least he's at least eighty five. Yeah. He's... So, you know, that's uh, <laughs> uh, that's that. So uh, Fast and Furious everybody. Uh, F nine is uh, already open internationally and uh, by the time you hear this it will be open domestically in the United States. Go see Fast Five After you get vaccinated. Yeah, get vaccinated. You idiots. All right, those uh, very serious drums, you you guys, means it's time uh, for movie Jail. Uh, and uh, this is a very solemn and serious portion of the podcast where we put a movie professional on trial for crimes against cinema. If they are found guilty, they will be remanded to the Robert De Niro uh, Maximum Security Federal Penitentiary. There's all kinds of terrible punishments there. Um it, it's a scary place. It's a very, very scary place. So, I, as, uh, I'm as bailiff, I of course. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, no. Visited. So uh, I think uh, uh, bailiff, if uh, you could bring the court to order. Oye, oye, please rise for the honorable Judge Skelton. Uh, That's me. <laughs> That's his type. His <laughs> and uh, today, uh, our prosecutor Stephen Falk. Uh, will uh, bring uh, the case to our court, uh, Mr. Falk. Uh, Your Honor, if it pleases the court. It, uh, it does. Oh, thank you. Can you do your catchphrase again? That's me! <laughs> Your Honor, uh, and ladies and gentlemen of the court, uh, the, 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 def- the defendant before you has been here in the past, uh-uh. having been sentenced to probation in 2014. Oh, no. Uh, Your Honor, last weekend I watched a movie... Called Infinite. <laughs> oh my god! It was so stupid. <laughs> I really was. My brain fell out of my ears. <laughs> By the time our defendant was plottingly reciting exposition in his weirdly high voice and awkwardly stiff presentation, <laughs> the defendant is, of course, one Mark Wahlberg. Oh boy. Mark Wahlberg started out, of course, egregiously but harmlessly enough as an underwear model slash bad white rapper. Uh-huh. After cutting his teeth in the finger-bangy fear, he hit it big in Boogie Nights with his big fake cock belying a surprisingly light touch in scenes with Julianne Moore. He went on to flex his chops in Three Kings and never looked back. From Planet of the Apes to The Italian Job to The Departed, Marky Mark has never been a good actor per se, but he made some shrewd early choices in directors and projects. But then he got dumb. Like, his dumbness caught up to his inherent dumbness, despite a burgeoning (laughs) producing career. A 
or perhaps because of his mega-adjacent heavy Christian vibes and his passportation with hate crimes. <laughs> the flirtation? He committed hate crimes. <laughs> the artistic goals seem to wear off, and mid-decade... Uh, mid-decade, and his, his, and his time seems to have taken over, and his time seems to be taken over by shitty Peter Berg movies, dumb business ventures and reality shows, and now mindless Netflix action C-movies like Spencer Confidential and Infinite. A movie so dumb that stoned out of my mind, I still couldn't get through it. Mark Wahlberg is not a dumb man, per se. He's just one too tolerant of terrible scripts, starring in movies with Mel Gibson, and realizing his workout and releasing his workout schedule that starts at 2:30 a.m. and ends at 7:30 p.m. and includes two showers, cryo chamber time, prayer, and a 3:15 a.m. breakfast. I have that for the court as uh, evidence. Oh my god. <laughs> Your honor, I recommend that Mark Wahlberg be placed in custody for a period of 18 months during which he will only be shown his good old movies on repeat. To maybe reawaken whatever it is deep inside that made him do actual good work in the past. Also, all Wahlburgers restaurants are to be hereby closed for the public's health and safety. <laughs> uh, I, think I, I think I'm ready to rule. Uh, I am ruling in favor of the prosecution. Uh, definitely, we're closing those Wahlburgers. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think, I think uh, uh, Mr. Wahlberg does need to be remanded to custody. Uh, for no less than 18 months, um, so he can be watch on repeat uh, his early work uh, that was uh, pretty entertaining uh, to actually good, and maybe he can get some, uh, some of that juice back and uh, make some better choices in the future. Also, while incarcerated, uh, there will be no access to cryo facilities. Oh, and the good news, Your Honor, is that uh, we have the space... Because oh, yeah. we, you let Vanessa Redgrave out, right? Oh, that's well, no, well, no, no, no. We we never arrested her. She was just she uh, was just. We thought it was a mistake. It was yeah, a mistake. we thought we were going to have to issue a warrant, but it turned out uh, okay. that, uh, that we didn't. So. Oh my God. What? I'm sorry. I just. Heard I'm that. just glad Is that Vanessa Redgrave. No, it doesn't matter. Um, anyway, Vanessa Redgrave. She. Like, I was nice worried about. Her, oh, her whoa, whoa, quick. whoa! I heard it this time. <laughs> Again. She's Oh shit! Oh, oh, nice. Nice. That's Nick Cage. Every time, time. every time, time. it's Nick Cage. He's, he's so good. Us. I know it's just amazing. He's so good. But it's that just... means that means it's time for the Nick Cage Memorial Bizarre Line reading. <laughs> <Memorial>. uh, <laughs> I don't know what right. we called it that, <laughs> but we did. Well, when we created this, he had stopped making crazy <laughs> yeah, true. movies. That's true. Uh, but he's back. Like, yeah. He's so back. so this segment is dedicated to the wild and wonderful side of Nick Cage and uh, the spirit of his uh, really most out there performances. So a, uh, uh, every episode, one of the pigs uh, brings a selection. Doesn't have to be from Nick Cage, could be from anybody, but just in the spirit of uh, the wild and willing Nick Cage. Todd, what do you have for us? I have a, a clip from a film starring the man himself, oh. Nicholas Cage. Oh boy. Um, and uh, I want you guys to really listen to it. Okay. Um, because what Nick Cage delivers in this scene is, is bizarre and it lasts for the entire running time of the film. Like he never lets okay. up. Okay. All right. So, you ready? Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's give this a listen. 
You want me not to laugh? You telling me plans. <laughs> Out of there, partner. My name is Tex, same as the state. Got the handle Macadoo. Welcome to Willie's Wonderland. Yeah, he don't talk much. And I respect that. I enjoy a man a few words. Well, business is not what it used to be, but I am fixing to reopen Make Willie's better than ever. Anyway, <laughs> enough horse shit. Here's my offer. You spend the night cleaning Willie's Wonderland, and I will pay to have your car fixed. By morning tomorrow, you come out of there, and your ride will be ready for you right there. Deal? So at this point, Nick Cage pulls his sunglasses down and looks up at the Willy Wonderland uh, sign above the entrance to the place. Now I got places to be. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Let's go inside. Good luck, mister. And then the rest of the movie is Nick Cage fighting uh, animatronics. What I love about my new favorite Nick Cage uh, movie is not just that it's a horror, a gory horror movie, but he does not say a fucking word <laughs> through the whole film. Not one. Not one. He's he's on screen like you know, unlike a lot of his straight to video movies, he's on screen much of the time, wow. and he's doing lots of physical stuff like the fights. With the animatronic, possessed animatronic creatures yeah. are hilarious. I gotta see this movie. Yeah. Uh, oh, and, yeah. But the fact, like, he doesn't talk. He says nothing the whole time. And you'd think that that would be the death of a movie. You're not, Nick Cage isn't talking. But Nick Cage is bananas in this movie. <laughs> I, I've never, I've never heard a movie clip that just sounded like a cutscene. <laughs> That's all that sounded like. It sounded like it was pausing, waiting for the player to make dialogue choices. Yeah. yeah. That was well, just... That's what's so great about this movie. It's like, so often, characters are talking and asking questions to Nick Cage. Do you want, do you want this? Do you want that? And he just, he looks at them. Sometimes he nods, sometimes he shakes his head, but they just work it out. <laughs> that like there's one character that picks him up and like just monologues for five minutes in the first and you, and you know that was his idea and the guy who wrote the script was probably like okay did a pass took out a lot of the dialogue delete, Nick was like delete delete more <laughs> took out more and he's like Nick you're only saying ten things now I don't want to say anything I'm not going to say anything yeah <laughs> uh, um okay <laughs> alright Nick what do you well want? I guess you know I did, the movie uh, doesn't get made without him, I, so we have to. I did uh, 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 Doug Benson's uh, Doug Loves Movies podcast, you know, pandemic, uh, you know, virtually Zoomy, uh, and uh, with the director of, of this movie. Ah. And he was a cool guy. Uh, but I was, I, I like fanboy geeked out on him. I was like, so what? So wow, Nick Cage has no lines. <laughs> Why? <laughs> that is fantastic. Serious for I know that that music. It means it's time to play Fast Prov Todd Furious. 
The game sensation is sweeping the nation. In Vesprov, Todd Furious, players take the role of screenwriters, pitching the very last Fast Saga action set piece. The Fast franchise is known for its giant over-the-top action set pieces, and the studio really needs to bring it home for the last Fast movie that's currently in development. So we're hiring a screenwriter whose sole job is writing the greatest Fast Saga action set piece ever written, and we're doing it in true Fast and Furious style by making the pitch a race between two writers. Players will be pitching their set piece a quarter mile at a time over seven rounds, each taking turns to wow the room with their amazing set piece. After each round, the judge will award the player one to three points based on how amazing their portion of the set piece was. The player with the most points at the end of the last round wins. In the event of a tie, players must engage in a Los Angeles street race to determine the winner. The seven rounds are 1. The setup. What are our heroes doing just before the set piece gets going? Two, the kickoff. What event starts the set piece rolling? Three, first big complication. What's a big threat to our heroes? Four, humorous break in action Tyrese Gibson makes a crack about. Five, second big complication. What's the next threat to our heroes? Six, the twist. What happens that suddenly makes it impossible for our heroes to succeed? And seven, the big win. How do our heroes overcome the odds and save the day? <laughs> That's a lot. It's so much. Are you gonna? Who wants to go first? As we, as we'll we go round by round and, and, and you'll set up. Give yeah, us those yeah, things yeah. that we. No, have. no, you have to remember all of that. I can't remember all that. I'll go. All right, Todd's gonna go first. We're starting with this with the with the first round. So um, I will give you the definition of the round. You give that portion the pitch. I will score you, and then we will move on to Falk. Are okay. you ready? Yeah. Okay. First round. The setup. What are our heroes doing just before the set piece gets going? Uh, they're communicating via um, cell phones uh, that uh, Hobbs and Shaw uh, have acquired the MacGuffin, mm-hmm. uh, which in this film is just called the MacGuffin. And uh, 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 Vin Diesel, uh, fucking, what's his name? Dominic Toretto. Do- Dominic Toretto so not, is, is over so in the. So. Yeah, he, they're they're talking and he's responding. Great, let's meet and exchange the MacGuffin. Uh, and 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 Hobbs and Shaw, right? we'll be there in two hours. So they're they're headed for each other. Now. Okay, that's your that's the setup. That's the setup. That's your setup. Okay, I uh, I'm gonna award two points because I. While it's uh, insulting to the room that you didn't know the names of our characters, um, <laughs> we do appreciate that you just called the MacGuffin the MacGuffin. That's in true Fast and Furious uh, title uh, mm-hmm. style. Stephen Vault, uh, the setup. What are our heroes doing just before the set piece gets going? Uh, in, well... So there's a, a giant climactic um, battle with um, the evil warlord who is uh, as an anarchist and who's hell bent on destruction, played by Viola Davis. Oh, that's exciting! Yeah, <laughs> and they they uh, with the help, particularly of the females in the in the in the, in the family, um, they defeat her and they get the doomsday machine away Ooh, from her. There's a doomsday machine. Yes, but that is a false one, what? and it's actually on her brooch. And she pushes, she pushes it. <laughs> she pushes it just as she's being thrown off the Golden Gate Bridge. Oh, 
Oh, and that's that's holy smokes. That's a good one. I gotta give three to, three points to that one. I don't like how like when Falk does these things. The first thing he does is drop a name, you know. And I'm about the, the first thing he does. I'm is about the name of I'm about characters. The, I'm about the intellectual property and in creating mm-hmm. a story. He's about casting first. <laughs> I don't like it. What's our lead character's name again? Dominic. <laughs> yeah. All right. Round two. <laughs> the kickoff. What event starts the set piece rolling? The the kickoff? Yeah. <clears throat> um, we got to get this thing started. Baby. Right. What what gets it going is uh, 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 firing up the old school hydrogen engines. Oh, like from the original. Yeah. Movie, so you uh, see, you know how like in the first in in the first movie. You know when they get the nos. Yeah, you know, the nos. And, and, I love. And you get the I love when you hit the button for the, the nos. So this is a this is a hydrogen uh, engine. That sounds even more powerful and, oh, yet more and, dangerous. And you're going into that shit, and you're seeing it. You're like, yeah. whoa! How can this work out well? Don't know. Yeah. That's okay, it. so that's that's the getting it going. That's the getting it okay. going. It's, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give two points for that because I loved uh, the uh, setup. And the introduction of the hydrogen replacing the NOS, which sounds not technically correct, but very dangerous and mm-hmm. speedy. So could easily like explode. Right, but then, but there, there wasn't any introduction of uh, uh, why they were doing it yet. Okay. So that's maybe, uh, maybe that's right. you know maybe I'm waiting to reveal that. That's no, Jesus and hey, that's Christ. that's and fine. You know, storyteller. Maybe I know, it's all right. For, you know, uh, hey, it's this is your meeting. Uh, Stephen Volk. The kickoff. What event starts your set piece rolling? Well, basically what happens is, uh, having defeated uh, the evil warlord, uh, Janice, played by uh, Viola Davis. She's so great. Yeah, and she, you know, again, falls into the bay of oh, the Golden it. Gate Bridge. Love Our it. family is reunited. And they're actually on Fishman's Wharf having uh, Coronas and Tapas. Of course! <laughs> coronas and Tapas! When, unbeknownst to them, <laughs> having pushed her doomsday, having set off her doomsday device uh-huh. the, by a the brooch. The real one. By a brooch. Brooch. Right, oh, brooch right. day device. Viola Davis's brooch. Like, like, she's dead. Why are we still talking Right about before it? she hit the water. And as they're just enjoying their clam chowder bowls. Mm-hmm. The rumbling starts. Oh. It's a 15.0 earthquake. What? That's impossible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the gang speeds to their cars and they take off. Oh. What they know, because they know about the doomsday device, this is a device that is slowly going to put Cal- put all of California into the water. They have to get back to LA with their family oh. before the entire state oh, is that's destroyed. Really dying. So it's Act dying. 3 is an entire cross California through every kind of disaster known to film and man to get to LA just in time to get their family and take off. But we'll save that part. Okay. That's, that's a, that's an amazing kickoff. That's another three pointer right there. Uh, Tom. I hate these games where you play favorites. Tom. involved. Top. Mm-hmm. Round three. First big complication. What's a big threat to our heroes? Huh? What's a big threat? The first big complication. What's the big oh, threat? Oh, you... the first big complication. I forgot that this was in there. Uh, the first big complication is obviously uh, when uh, both Dominic yeah. and uh, Hobbes yeah. 
uh, in their separate locations yeah. as they're moving towards each other. Yeah. They have to kick, they have to get things going faster. Yeah. So into their hydrogen engines, right. they put the NOS. So they put NOS in with they hydrogen. They put NOS in the hydrogen That sounds engines. impossible. Yeah. And things start catching on fire. Oh wow! So uh, they're all them, and you know, with Hobbs and Shaw, you got Ludacris and Cole Hauser. Is he dead? I think Cole Hauser's dead. Well, his twin brother, who's good and not bad, is with them. Okay. You know, and they're putting who, who out plays fires. His twin brother? Huh? Cole Hauser. Great idea. That I. Why would you get else? <laughs> Wings is not available. <laughs> so. And then in the other one, you know, you've got, what's Michelle Rodriguez's character? Letty. Letty. You got Letty putting out fires in there. And you got, uh, is Jordana Brewster? She's still alive. She's in yeah. there putting out fire. They're putting out, there's a lot of fires to put yeah. out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I love the NOS going into the hydrogen. That's amazing. <laughs> Just fantastic. I mean, that's a three-pointer right there. But then you asked me about the character names again. And uh, oh, Jesus I, I Christ! Know. Well, it's like, I, like, it's like forgive you, me. It's, it's like you did no research. Forgive me for not casting here. Viola Davis. Two points. I guess I'm a racist. Two points. Stephen Falk. All mm. I ever get is two points. Wait a minute. Did you do the complication yet? Mm. No. All right, good. First big complication. What's a big threat to our heroes? Well, I mean, remind us first that Viola Davis is playing. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's dead. I mean, immediately first... But her presence is still felt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Im- immediately first, the, the you know, the, the first complication is, is as soon as they get in the car, the Coit Tower almost falls out. Oh, shit. <laughs> they have to get it out. They're going across the Bay Bridge now. The earthquake is destroying San Francisco That's behind them. amazing. Just the Salesforce Tower. Gone. Oh. Coit Tower, as I said, Gone. The, the pyramid, the uh, the uh, trans whatever pyramid, gone. Oh. They're going down the Golden Gate Bridge. You hear snap, snap, no. snap. The cables start going one by one. Snap, 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 snap. Till the entire upper deck goes totally sideways. What? But little do they know, Dom has sticky wheels. Sticky wheels. Sticky wheels. So they're going sideways, sticky wheels down the bridge, trying to get. Now the tsunami wave comes. Oh, yeah. That, that's even. That's even more trouble. Yeah, yeah. They of course get over the bridge. That's fine. They're they're boom. They get out of the Bay Area. They're going over the Altamont Pass. <laughs> and now the second disaster: the heat storm. Oh. The heat storm comes. It's hundred. The the dial's going up. The Dom's sweating. Uh, Letty's sweating. They're going. It's one ten, one twenty, one thirty. They're going over the Altamont Pass. Their their engines are fine. That's not the problem. The problem is all the windmills, the giant wind towers that line oh, the Altamont no. Pass, start snapping off. And these giant propellers start flying oh, no. across the road at them. That's a major complication. Oh, that's a that's fantastic. That is amazing. That you know, I, it's two points, but then another point for remembering Letty's uh, character name. Thank you. Uh, so that's Fuck a three. Fuck you. I don't have to remember character names. Nobody remembers the character names. They remember the stars. Tom, uh, round four. Uh huh. Humorous break in action. Tyrese Gibson makes a crack about. What happens? Oh, uh, well, um, what happens is these two vehicles are uh, getting closer to each other is uh, Tyrese uh, asks uh, um, 
Dominic Vin Diesel mm-hmm. says, uh, "Are we gonna make it in time?" And 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 Vin Diesel's like, "Well, I we put the fucking NOS in the hydrogen engine," and uh, Tyree says, "I don't know, man. I think you're full of hot air." Oh, that is actually a pitch perfect Tyrese uh, <laughs> Gibson joke because it is not at all funny. Three points. <laughs> Humorous break in action, Tyrese Gibson makes a crack about it. <laughs> this is after getting through, obviously, the, uh, the, the, the locusts in Livermore uh-huh. and the tornadoes in Tracy. Uh-huh. They get to Colinga. Yeah. And they nothing's happening. And they get off. Everything's fine. They all meet all the cars, vroom, 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 yeah. into the into the Chevron slash subway. Right? And they're there refueling. They're like, what the fuck is happening? And Tyrese says, and Letty's go Dom's going in, and, and Tyrese says, Yo, get me the flaming hot Cheetos. Immediately, boosh, the entire gas station explodes. <laughs> and he says, no, no, cancel that. <laughs> oh, that's another great one. That's another three pointer, too. That's a. You, you guys are both on fire for that three... one. Come on, the gas station exploded after he asked for flaming hot Cheetos. Know, that's that's tailor made, tailor made for that moment. That's good. I, just uh, I also appreciate I his gone. deep knowledge of San Francisco geography. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a whole, whole state, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, Tom, mm-hmm. round five. Yeah. Second big complication. What's the next big threat for our heroes? The next big threat? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> what happens now that makes things worse? Um, over the radio, over the phones, uh, they get another call. And it's a mysterious voice. Uh-oh. Um, familiar. Ooh. But not... They can't They can't quite can't place, place it. it. yeah. And... Uh, Is it maybe like slightly voice scrambled? No. It's no. not. It's okay. very clear. It, the voice is clear. Oh. Very recognizable. Good cell signal. And they... And, and the voice says, I'm coming too. What? And when uh, Dominic and Hobbs uh-huh. and Shaw and everybody, uh-huh. they hear this, they go, you're coming too? And the voice says, yes, I am coming too. And everybody realizes they're in serious trouble if this guy is coming too, if he is who he sounds like he is. He has like a funny way of talking, sort of staccato. Okay. But you are you do have an idea who it is though, right? I know exactly who it okay. is. <laughs> I'm gonna give I'm gonna give because I like the suspense moment. I like the drop and the suspense, but it also felt like a second for a second there, like you didn't know who you like started talking about somebody and then couldn't figure out who it was. No, no. I, um, I knew exactly who it was from the beginning. So I'm gonna, I was trying to figure out how I'm to gonna describe give, them. I'm going to give three points. I'm going to give three points because it's very exciting, but it better pay off. Otherwise, I'm going to take oh, away a point. It's going to fucking pay off. <laughs> Stephen Falk. Well, Second big complication. Well, what happens is they, they have to divert from the five after, you know, the, the, uh, <laughs> the, the entire great... <laughs> The entire grapevine is on fire. <laughs> and they, they, they caravan on the 114 over the lake. 
And the one they have to divert from the five. And the one is washed out, of course. <laughs> but there's just enough of the road, and they have enough skills to make it down. <clears throat> then there's another rumbling. They're like, no, not another earthquake. Oh, no, goddammit. Oh. Nope. No, there's a volcano in Malibu. Oh, what? shit. Yeah. What? Yeah. A volcano erupts. Lava spewing. They're dodging it. Skirt. The whole Skirt. earth is against Skirt. them. Gerard Butler's house is ruined <laughs> <Yeah>. again. <laughs> Suddenly, they all they all come to a stop. All five cars. Lava is on all sides of them. What oh, are they no. going to do? Oh, no. And then suddenly, they look out into the ocean, and they're rising above, from below, above the cliffs. Hobbs and Shaw in a giant, giant helicopter. Chopper. Cables them. Whoosh, yes. Whoosh, 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 yes. Gets Dom. Dom has to jump the little from no. the last one. Just is as his car is getting swallowed by. He grabs he onto it. it. And they had a helicopter out over Malibu and the fucking volcano spewing lava everywhere, heading to Echo Park. That's not it, though. Oh, no, what? that's not it. Okay. <laughs> that's three points there, my friends. Two, three. 15-12. Round six, Todd. Uh-huh. The twist. What happens that suddenly makes it impossible for our heroes to succeed? What happens? That's the question. That voice that we heard mm-hmm. who told them he was coming, mm-hmm. he comes. Ugh. So, as Hobbs and Shaw, uh-huh. Dominic and his people. Uh-huh. I'm not going to tell you any of their names. <laughs> Doesn't matter. It's his people. They're family. <laughs> They're headed towards each other. They've been heading he towards each up. other for uh-huh. a while. Well, so if far. they were the far seconds. apart. They were far apart, but they have to get together so they can hand off the MacGuffin uh-huh. and get it to Cameron Diaz. Or, yeah, Cameron Diaz. Why not? Cameron Diaz, Close. who's the sister of, of the other lady. <laughs> right. Sure. Okay. So she's waiting for the thing. They got to get it to her. That's the important thing. So they're two, the fastest moving Zeppelins in the history of the world are heading towards each other. That doesn't sound very fast. <laughs> no, they put Nas in the high <laughs> Edging. So in they're the, moving very okay, fast so towards each other. So they can do the handoff. Rocket-powered but the problem is, is the other person who, who called them. And told him he was coming. Yeah. He is coming. Okay. And he shows up yeah. in his own Zeppelin. Okay. And it turns out, okay, we got three that this Fast, fast and the Furious Zeppelins. This Fast and the Furious movie with these Zeppelins all coming towards each other at once. You know, the yeah. hydrogen NOS, yeah, no, they're yeah. very it's, yeah, it's they're, very they, they could explode yeah. very easily. Yeah. And this other Zeppelin is being piloted yes. by yes. Christopher Walken. Okay. Playing the bad guy from View to a Kill. <laughs> so this Fast and the Furious movie is a prequel to a View to a Kill starring James Bond. <laughs> so he's coming towards them. They're coming towards each other. What's going to happen? I don't know. He's evil. I don't he's know. He's an arch villain. He's a super villain. I don't know about the Zeppelins. The switch from cars to Zeppelins. I never happen. said they were cars. I never said. You... I said hydrogen engines. I didn't say cars. Yeah, but the Fast franchise is... The Fast saga is based around cars. The last one ended with a submarine coming up through ice. Around chasing cars. 
Well, give me a sec. We haven't gotten to the end yet. All right, I'm gonna. The... I'm 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 concerned about the lack of cars in this last Just segment. Relax. So I'm gonna give two points because I do like uh, the really absurd uh, choice of in, including the view to a kill timeline because uh, that doesn't make any sense at all. Uh, <laughs> it's very fast. Stephen Fowler, the twist. Well, the twist is, as the, um, as the jobber gets close to Echo Park, they look down, and it's ocean. It's almost all gone. Oh, no. All of downtown, oh, all of everything no. has slipped into the sea. And as Dom is, is, is just going, my family, my family, they <laughs> spot. There's one little section of Echo Park, and they see Jordana Brewster and her family are there. And they all, oh, but they can't land. There's not enough room. There's not enough oh, room. Yeah, yeah. It's slipping down. They're going to fall. So they have to, they have to cable him down to one street in Echo Park. And all there are are a couple cars and a big hill and their house. And he has to go old school. He has to hotwire a car oh. by himself, drive it up the hill, oh. jump over the streets of Echo Park, land in his old front yard, grab his kids and Jordana Brewster and they get out just as the rest of Echo Park crashes into the sea. Oh, that is Family. that is an amazing callback to when they were originally stealing cars uh, at the at the climax of this uh, huge, uh, amazing set piece you've described so far. Three points. Todd. What? Round seven. Great. The big win. How do our heroes overcome the odds and save the day? From Christopher Walken and Well, really, it's very fucking simple and obvious, and the fact that I have to even explain it to you pisses me (laughs) off. Because I fucking set it up. It's a Fast and the Furious movie. We got three blimps converging at once. Uh The Walken blimp is in between, comes in between the Hobbs blimp blimp and and the the Dominic blimp, blimp, and and they can't make the exchange with one blimp in between them. But what Walken didn't count on what he did not count on was the Fast and Furious magic. And Dominic has the original car he had in the first Fast and the Furious on the blimp. On the blimp. Okay. It's parked now, on the top of the blimp. Okay, now I'm interested. He goes up to the top of the blimp. He gets in the car. He fires it up. He drives it across the top of the blimp. Jumps it off the blimp. Goes through Christopher Walken's blimp. Popping it. And then he lands on Hobbs and Shaw's blimp, walking crashes into the ocean. Sure. Into the ocean. The exchange is made. World peace. Okay. I really like that bit. I like the absurdity of a car on top of a blimp being driven off the blimp into another blimp and through that blimp. And then on to another blimp to safety. That's, uh, that's 20 points easy. That's very, very, uh, that's very fast and furious. Still a little fuzzy on the whole where we got to all the blimps and stuff, but I'm going to give you three points for that one. Well, you never asked me about the vehicles. This is your pitch. You're supposed to be telling me. Stephen Falk, the big win. Well, it really ends with, uh, in, in sort of, again, a, a minor key, with uh, Dom and family... <laughs> Uh, being piloted by uh, Hobbs and Shaw and and, and, and and Ludacris and Tyrese and the whole gang. And they end up in a little town in Puerto Rico by the sea. And they're having a, a big picnic with all of their family. California's toast. But they they uh, they got out with their family. 
and that's really all that matters. And they end up with all the kids in a go-kart race. And they're just, and they're cheering them on and, um, and family. Oh, that is touching. It's touching. If go-karts beat a fucking car (laughs) driving through a fucking blimp, Landing up, but it's family, Todd. Ah, no points. No points. One, two, three. No points. points. So that's you gave him three points for that bullshit. The fuck. Twenty-one to seventeen. I drove somewhere tonight. Stephen Fall, you are hired uh, to write the set piece. Fuck for you. the last fuck, and greatest. Fuck this Fast and the Furious movie. <laughs> fuck this. Movie. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> fuck that. Oh, guys, that was so much fun, but uh, those no, uh, it wasn't. disappointed kids means it's time for the bottom five. And uh, my bottom five is um, the worst non-Fast Furious Vin Diesel movies. Car, oh. car driving on a blimp. We got No, you got, got that you. part. That was really good. Uh, the movies are Knockaround Guys, Babylon AD, The Last Witch Hunter, Bloodshot, and The Pacifier. Wow. I, the, the one he the one he made where he had the, the he was a lawyer and he wore a hairpiece didn't even make it. Oh shit! What one was that? Uh, I probably should dismiss like one of these. Courtroom, like, I don't Wait, know. Okay, I, think I missed that one. Okay, it, tell me real quick, which one of those movies do you think I own? Bloodshot. I definitely own that. Babylon AD. Yep. Last Witch Hunter. Yep. All all of Maybe them is the answer. Guys, no. But. Uh, not no pass, not the pass. Not the pass. Okay, so three out of five. Three out of five. Yeah, and they're all terrible. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you know, well done, me. I guess. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Just find me guilty. Just, yeah, shake it out. Uh, that was what Find me guilty. Oh, oh shit! I forgot about that. Okay. <laughs> I forgot about that. Look yeah. at that ludicrous head. Can I stream that? I want to watch that. What do you think? Probably like Babylon AD is probably better than than that, right? Yeah, but th- this was directed by um, Sidney oh, Lumet. Yeah, Good I Lord. remember that. Good Lord. All right, well, it's time for a moment of positivity, you guys. I mean... <laughs> Look at that face. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, Someone right. went, yeah. The people can't see it. Look up the, the yeah. poster. For Look it up. Look That's it our up poster. I guess it's treat yourself to that. Okay, so for the last 20 years, the Fast and Furious franchise has been instrumental, like we, like Falk had mentioned earlier in the podcast, in moving the needle on diversity in film casting. The broad worldwide appeal of the Fast movies is due in no small part to a cast that represents many different kinds of people seen all over the world, and not just the standard white guys doing everything everywhere that's kind of been the Hollywood standard forever. Uh, so, you know, on top of just being uh, an insanely fun and entertaining, uh, you know, film franchise, it, it actually has, has feels like it's culturally kind of done some good uh, yeah, in some it way. Has, uh, sure. you know, well, so. it's, it's, it's capitalism at work yeah. to actually create yeah. diversity. Yeah, so, so that's yeah. that, everybody. And, uh, and that's, the, that's the show, you guys. So uh, thanks for listening. We did it. Yeah, we did it. We're back in person. Uh, Post pandemic, all vaccinated. Everybody, get your vaccinations if, if you have them, please. Because uh, uh, that way, Bill Gates can track you with his microchips. Yeah, you should let him. And, he's, uh, he's lonely. Yeah, so he needs. <laughs> yeah, he's, he needs to be able to hang. Yeah, he's gonna like, have, keep tabs on. Yeah, he's getting divorced. He's gonna. He's gonna be a lonely guy soon. Uh, so uh, yeah, thanks again for listening. Thank you to Adam Blau uh, for all the music. 
and uh, thanking my fellow film pigs in person, Stephen Fulton. Yay. And Todd Robert Anderson. Hey. That's you. all I got. Thank you, Steve Scalp, oh. for hosting the oh. show. Oh, yeah. Thanks, thanks man. Yeah. Thank you. The game sucked, but other than that, it was great. Wow. I don't know. I thought Fox did really well. I, I did. I Fuck did you. really well. <laughs> I hate being in person. <laughs> I want to go back to we'll go back quarantine. To <laughs> I almost snarked dragon smoke, that would have really hurt. Yeah, that would have been no good. That's 11%. Mm. That's mm. Like, I am still four. Yeah. Well, you're a wuss. Yeah, that's true.